What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hello, friends. This is uh, Pastor Joseph, Dr. Joseph. Um, Joseph, you just have whatever term that you want to use for me. That's fine. Hey, it's so good to be with you guys, and uh, I'm excited to come and bring to you our podcast for today. And so I am going to be sharing with you Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 1 through 14, and I'm going to be reading out of the New International Version. So uh, let me just uh, read the text, and then I'm going to bring some uh, comments uh, to us. So It begins in Jeremiah 29. It says, This is the text of the letter that the prophet Jeremiah sent from Jerusalem to the surviving elders among the exiles and to the priests and the prophets and all the other people Nebuchadnezzar had carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. This was after King Jehoiachin and the queen mother, the court officials, and the leaders of Judah and Jerusalem, the craftsmen and artisans had gone into exile from Jerusalem. He entrusted the letter to Elasa, son of Shaphan, and the and to Gemariah, son of Hilkiah, whom Zedekiah, king of Judah, sent to King Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. Now, quickly, let's just get a little bit of the context of what's happening here. This is not a letter to the people in Jerusalem. This is a letter, as we see here, we hear here many times, to the people that are in captivity. They are in Babylon. They are not in Jerusalem. Jeremiah, he is in Jerusalem. That's why you go and you see Lamentations. This is Jeremiah's weeping overseeing the destruction of the city of Jerusalem occur. And yet here we have Jeremiah is sending this letter to the people that are in captivity. They were the ones that were carried off. They were the ones that surrendered and said, we are going to go to Babylon. We're going to be there. So they were carried away rather than fighting against Babylon in this. And so that's kind of the context of what's happening here. And so Jeremiah's been writing, and he writes this letter to them. And here's what it said, verse 4. It says, This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, to all those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon, just to help remind us of this is who it is. Verse 5, build houses and settle down. Plant gardens, eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says. Do not let the prophets and diviners uh, div- diviners among you deceive you. Do not listen to the dreams you in- you encourage them to have. They are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declares the Lord. This is what the Lord says. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Verse 11, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and will find me with when you seek me with all your heart. 
I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and you and will bring back you and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I've banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Let me just uh, share with you just uh, three simple things I just see right here in these verses that I believe that if we just really grasp these things, that that we will will totally live just changed and transformed no matter where we are. And I want this to be just a word to those that are out here that are discouraged, a word for those that are out here just needing hope. And maybe you're just finding yourself in a situation where you're just struggling and you're just wondering, Lord, what am I to do next in this time, in this situation? And let me just share this with you. So this is I want this to be a a word of encouragement to the discouraged. And and this is what I want you to hear first and foremost, what God's calling us to here. And number one is thrive in your place. Thrive in your place. You know, listen to what it says again, verse, uh, verse five. Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry, have sons and daughters. Seek the, pre- the peace and prosperity of the city to which I've carried you into exile. These people were not living in a place of abundance. They were living in a place of captivity. And yet God calls them in the midst of this living in captivity to not merely survive, but to thrive there. You see, we are living in this day and time where I believe a lot of what the enemy wants us to do, the devil wants us to to do, is to just survive. He wants us to just be in a place of no hope. That's what survivors are. Survivors are in a place of no hope. They're shackled by fear. They're shackled by anxiety. They're just wanting to just get through. Here's, Here's the statements that a survivor makes. A survivor says, well, if I can just get to and then fill in the blank. And so often we live in this survival mentality. Well, if I can just get the get through this job, if I can just get through this day, let me ask you, friend, are you there today? Are you in survival mode? Are you just trying to get through what's happening today? Is every single day a day that you feel like you have to get to the starting line and somebody has to fire off the the pistol and you've got to begin in the rat race again and again and again. And he's just weighing on you. Is there just discouragement that you're just facing today? As you just look at, I'm just going to survive today. Look, friend, let me tell you, the Lord never meant for you to live in that way. He did not mean for you to live shackled by fear, by anxiety. He did not mean for you to live in a place of no hope, even in the worst of circumstances, even in the place where you feel like you're alone, you feel like you're, you are away from everything. Friend, let me tell you, we are never meant to just survive. And that's what he's telling these, these people that were in captivity. Don't, don't just get through this. He's saying thrive, thrive for the Lord. There's such a big difference in thriving and surviving. Because see, where surviving says, well, if I can just get through this, if I can just wait and get through this, somebody that thrives says that I'm going to grow and go through this. 
You see the difference? I'm going to go through this season. I'm going to go through what I'm experiencing in this, and I'm going to grow in this. I'm going to seek the Lord even through this. Because why? Because Jesus said that he's come to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. This isn't prosperity teaching or anything like that. No, he's saying no matter what your circumstances that you face here on this earth, you're going to go through tough times. And it's going to be easy for us to listen to the devil and to want to slip into survival mode. But he's saying, I've given you life that no matter what circumstances you find yourself in, you can thrive. You can grow. You can go through it all for his glory. Friend, that's what it means for us to thrive no matter where we are. I understand you may not be in the ideal job. You may not be in the place where you want. Maybe you got let go from a job. You're listening to this and you're searching for hope. You're searching for answers. And you're like, I'm not in the job that I'm supposed to be in. And you just find yourself in this situation where, you know what? I just want to just survive through this. Friend, don't just survive. Thrive. Shine the light of Christ to where you are. Don't, don't focus on those circumstances. Thrive. Shine in the midst of your darkness. Give to others. Be the hands and feet of Jesus right where you are. That's the way that you thrive through it and see what God's teaching you. But here's the, the next thing I want you to see real quickly is live in his promise. Don't just thrive in your place, but live in his promise. I mean, you go back and you see there were people in verses 8 and 9 that, you know what they were trying to do? They were trying to make false promises. They were trying to say, you know what? Now, what Jeremiah is saying is not really true. What's really going to be true is that God is going to do this. He's going to do this. There's, there's, We don't have to base our life on what Jeremiah is saying or anything like that. And, and they were living in false promises. A lot of us today probably listening to this are, are maybe living in false promises. We've lied to ourselves so often about what it is to to really live for the Lord. And, and we're, we're trying to live in these false promises. But, but listen to what it is. This is where we have we're, to live in his promises means that I see who's the promise maker. It's God and God alone. It's God that said, I will come and fulfill my gracious promise to bring you back to this place. The only one that can redeem us is the Lord. The only one that can bring restoration in our life is the Lord. It's him and he alone. He's the one that can bring us back to this place. Why? Because he's the one has, as it says in verse 11, he has the plans for us. He, he knows us. He knows the plans that he has. He is the one that's going to bring his plans not to harm us, but to prosper us, to give us hope and a future. And then if we call on him, you know what we'll do? That he's going to listen. That's his promises to us. Friend, that's the promise I can live in today, that I could call upon the name of the Lord no matter where I am. And because of the Holy Spirit, his abiding presence is there. He hears me. Even when I don't even know what I ought to pray, as it says in Romans chapter 8, he hears me. He knows me. I'm on the forefront of his mind, and I get to live in his promises, to live in that promise that I could call and he'll answer. If I'm living for him, 
I'm not trying to live in lies. I'm not trying to live under false promises or anything like that. I'm living in his promises of what he wants to fulfill in my life. Man, this really just takes verse 11 that we so often, we want to slap onto a wall as a cliche, and this just brings it in such a greater truth for us to know that, that we are called to live in his promises. But here's the last thing I want you to see, and that's the longing for his presence. Look there, it says, verse 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you and will bring you back from captivity. Friend, let me ask you, today, are you longing for the presence of the Lord? Are you longing for him? You see, with hope, there is longing. I'm longing today to see Jesus face to face. And I know that we're going to go through some junk here on this, on this earth, but I'm looking forward to that day when I get to see him face to face. I'm longing, which means as I'm longing, I'm willing to, to, to not get caught up in all these temporary things, but I have an eternal perspective that no matter what happens to me here today, I'm not in survival mode. I'm thriving for him. I'm living in his promises and I'm longing to see him. I think about some of Paul's last words that he had as he was leaving this earth in 2 Timothy. He's saying, I've fought the good fight, but I know that there is stored up for me a crown. And it's going to be a crown that Jesus gives to him. Friend, that's the longing that we have in our hearts. And so I pray that no matter what circumstances you find yourself in today, no matter what situation that you are, don't, don't be in survival mode. Don't live under false promises, but long to see the face of Jesus, to seek him. And you can seek him today through his Holy Spirit. Friend, long for him today. I pray this is a word of encouragement to you, and I look forward to the next time that we get to gather together and, uh, and to just continue on with our podcast as we're continuing his word. God bless you guys. And I look forward to, uh, to guiding and connecting with you again. God bless. Thank you guys for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. As always, we hope that you heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk and reflect Christ in your everyday steps. To find out more information about New Vision, you can go to newvisionlife.com or follow us on Instagram at newvisionlife. Again, we're for you, we love you, and we look forward to seeing you back here on Monday.